Well, welcome to part two of this podcast uh, from Cree Berard. And uh, I've got with me Neil Wallace, who uh, has been talking to me. We've been just sharing together about this place and about the amazing sense of grace and peace that's encountered in this place, this, this, this spiritual retreat here uh, in Switzerland. And uh, Neil, we were talking earlier about just uh, in introducing this, the, the last postcards about the place of reimagining church in a changing world. And uh, do you think a place like this can help people maybe rethink and maybe reboot their whole idea of church? And what do you think that might be? Yeah, I think I think you touch on a, an important point there, the, the reboot idea. Sometimes you need to maybe take stock or... Or if your if your screen is frozen, or other, or your keyboard's frozen, or something or other, it's that uh, aspect of Control Alt Delete, uh, or, or or rebooting, or re uh, uh, getting back re-looking. to factory settings back, again. Getting back to getting back to the roots, <laughs> getting back to uh, to where we came from as well. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes that uh, allowing ourselves to maybe are, are we are we. Are we driving sometimes with a handbrake on? Are we? And I think uh, sometimes we maybe have to t- take uh, take stock and actually slow down a bit and come to these kind of places of of, uh, of spiritual connection uh, that allows us to maybe go inside to be able to look uh, go outside to be able to look inside. Shall I say? Uh huh. Uh huh. That's interesting. That whole idea of going outside to look inside. You know, there's that passage in the Bible where. Um, there is in Christ, and I think it's in Revelation says, "Behold, I set before you an open door, which no one would close." And I remember um, a few years back, uh, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, was at the General Assembly. It was the year I was in the moderator, mm-hmm. and the address he gave to the General Assembly was based around that, "Behold, I set before you an open door, uh, which no one can close." And he he said to the, to the church at that time, he said, you remember this open door is not an open door to invite people into our church buildings, but it may very well be an open door to go out into the world mm-hmm. to meet Christ. Mm-hmm. And he was challenging the church to say, you know what, inside the walls that you've built, mm-hmm. you're inviting people to come in to meet Christ, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're not meeting Christ in these mm-hmm. walls. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're meeting the very opposite. Mm-hmm. They're meeting a club. Mm-hmm. Now, this is me paraphrasing. Sure. He yeah. didn't say this, but this is me paraphrasing and taking it further. Mm-hmm. They're meeting a club or they're meeting, a, they're, they're meet, they're being drawn into something which sometimes can be very unhealthy mm-hmm. rather than being, being bl- a blessing. Yes. And the, the, the open door is a, such an important picture of being open to the presence of Christ coming in and changing us, maybe overthrowing mm-hmm. the tables as, mm-hmm. as he did in, yes. in the temple, but also leading us out into the world to see a new way to be church and maybe to be, you know... That, it's a two-way process, that, isn't it? Two-way church, that church yes. without walls. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's quite an exciting concept, as you say as well yourself, that it's uh, we're looking for different ways to, to, to seek God and to, to be with God, whether it be... Uh, not just on Sunday morning service. That mm-hmm. There's different ways to interact, and whether it be in small groups on a Tuesday evening, or whether it be on uh, uh, using modern technology and allowing us to dip into resources that are available on a 24/7, 365 
uh, that allows us in our in our busy times and which <laughs> tend to be most days of the week mm-hmm. uh, to have that as as it says on the this, on the, the label says on the tin to have that sanctuary. I, I think that's what we're trying to do here with sanctuary first, isn't it? To just make it possible for people to, as you said to me earlier on, we're walking there just to have something in our hand. It's it's quite incredible with modern day technology that we can have the scriptures in our hand. Mm-hmm. The, the, the very thing that here in Switzerland with Calvin claiming and seeking to, to promote the idea of um, the scripture um, being available to everyone and the whole idea of the reformers was the scripture being available in everybody's mother tongue. But n- not only is it available in our mother tongue, but it's actually available to have in our hands and to be able to read and... Uh, it, the, so is it they're saying now like 65% of the world has a mobile phone? Absolutely. 65% Absolutely. of the world's population. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it is. And it, it, it draws me to a, to a line that was from, uh, actually from, uh, from John Muir, uh, who was the, the founder of Scott, who was the founder. He was, he was obviously one of our first uh, global Scots, possibly. Uh-huh. And he was the founder of National Parks in America. And he came up with the line, I'm just going to read it to you if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Everybody needs beauty as well as bread. Places to play in and pray in. Where nature may heal and give strength to body and soul alike. Keep close to nature's heart. And break clear away once in a while. And climb a mountain. Or spend a week in the woods. Wash your spirit clean. God never made an ugly landscape. So where we are just now, I think you would agree with me, Albert. It's not yes. particularly. <laughs> it's certainly in, it ain't no ugly place here, Absolutely. you know. It's yeah, a, a place of of, of serenity, of Absolutely. beauty, of of. You feel yourself really uh, getting in touch with with nature, in touch with God as well here. Absolutely. So perhaps reimagining reimagining church might be getting in touch with this great creation that's out in the world here and letting that begin to take us to that place where we go further as it Calvin once said you know when we seek God we can start at creation but we've got to go further because the creation the creation only tells us a little bit but then it's as we go and encounter the word the living word and it's that word that brings life and the word is only brought to life by the spirit of God, that spirit that was involved in the creation. But it was again Christ, the one who is seen as the creator of the worlds, who now is the living word who comes incarnate. This the living eternal son becomes incarnate in Jesus mm-hmm. and comes into our world, mm-hmm. becomes flesh, becomes one of us Absolutely. to connect with us and the uh, that that is such a powerful picture of what the gospel is all about is that God hasn't left us to just uh, wonder at nature he's gone further than that hasn't he Absolutely. he said yeah, you know what yeah. you wonder at nature but do you want to know me and if you want to know me look at the sun because if you've seen the sun you've seen the father yes and, and, and of course then, is it John in his Gospels talks about the sun and he said, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten son of God, full of grace. Yes. 
Yes. So this word grace again, mm -hmm. full of grace, mm -hmm. the undeserved service and giving and seeking nothing back. Because mm -hmm. what could God gain from knowing me? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. So it's saying... It's humbling. It's, it's humbling. humbling. It's very humbling. So one wonders then maybe at the heart of all this message of the gospel is we need to hold on to the word of God, that, that living word. And uh, someone said to me, well, what, what, what do else do we need to take with us and into this new imagining of the church? And I've come to the conclusion, there's just two more things I'd like to carry with me. And one is some water, so that I can baptise people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and speak to them of the symbolism of what it means to be uh, renewed and refreshed in Christ. And uh, to carry some wine. Mm -hmm. as a symbol of mm -hmm. the bread and the wine, as a symbol of the, the sustaining presence of Christ and uh, his death and resurrection for us. And maybe that's all we need as we start to reimagine the church in a, in a, in a less complicated way. Indeed, indeed. And I think that uh, removal of sometimes of, uh, of, of the traditional timetable, allowing, allowing us to have that interface in different forms, is, is, is also part of the of the way forward as well. Yes. So, reimagining the church, maybe just re-imaging the church in the image of Christ, in his service, in his death, in his sacrifice, and in his gracefulness is all we need. So, there we go. We've come to the end of our little track and we're coming back up to the, the main house again. And perhaps it's time for me to say thank you again for listening into this uh, this little podcast uh, on on a Thursday afternoon here in this beautiful part of Switzerland. And uh, who knows what more delights I'll be able to share with you in the next few days. Until then, bye.